When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and we've got a scouting report slash predictions episode coming your way. It's, it's, it's a really interesting week because, well, for several reasons. One, we're coming off of a loss, which is a brand new thing for the 2019 49ers. They win eight straight, then you lose a rough one. Probably the best game of the year so far, just from a football standpoint, Uh you know, I went back and watched the film and put that up on the Patreon page. Offense, Stephen, it was a hell of a game. Uh, just absolutely amazing. One, you get the overtime, the last second kick, turnovers all over the place, great defensive play on both sides um, uh, of the field. It, it was just a great game. But how do you respond? And Kyle Shanahan did a press conference on KNBR earlier this week that brought about some interesting points. He said, you know, we added an hour and a half to our film watching session, and what we wanted to do was just go over the things and show. this. These are the plays that cost us the win. These were great plays. This is shows how great we can be. These are the things we have to eliminate. And so uh, Kyle Shanahan took even though it's a shorter week you know you play on Monday then you got to go back on Sunday you only have six days usually you play Sunday to Sunday a full week so you lose a day Kyle Shanahan decided to keep everybody extra and to spend some extra time going over exactly what made this game what it was. Um, and so we're going to have to see how they respond. Now, obviously, versus the Cardinals, who we just played two weeks ago, that makes it very strange as well because we're playing them twice over the course of three weeks. So how do you respond to an opponent that you already know? And how do you move forward with that? And so we're going to go through and break down a lot of things about the Cardinals and the 49ers. Uh, the Cardinals, they, they've lost right after they lost to us. They lost again last week to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They lost by a score 27 to 30. So they're now 3-6-1. and one. Uh, Basically, they would have to win out from this point forward to have the opportunity to possibly make the playoffs. You know, the general rule is if you get to 11 wins, you're almost always in. But, it, you know, at this current point at 3-6-1, and one, all they could do is get to 9-6-1 and six and one with the tie there. Uh, that's a rough schedule. Uh, that, 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 
don't think that that's really what this team they're trying to build for the future. Uh, you know, they had the worst record in the entire NFL last year, so we'll have to see what happens to them. Now, can they play well enough to win? Yeah, all of the games that they have played in, uh, they've it's been relatively close. <laughs> they liked the 49ers, you know, we beat them 28 to 25 just two short weeks ago whenever the spread was like 12 plus points. Uh, this weekend, the spread's been dropping steadily with Kittle news and Emmanuel Sanders news. It's, it's now down to 10 at home, but it just kind of goes to show you maybe a little bit less respect for what the 49ers offense has done and much more respect about what the 49ers defense has done. I'm going to get into that whenever we get it through our betting segment and all that stuff with my bookie. So um, now injuries and there are a plenty uh, for both sides for sure. I have a full entire page of just injury news, which that just tells you, you know, we're getting into the NFL season now because every single team and we could sit there and play the woe is me card. And yeah, we've got a lot of premier talent that is out this week, but uh, let's look at what they got. Jonathan Bullard is out. Chase Edmonds is out. Zach Allen, their defensive end, just put on IR for the rest of the season. Patrick Peterson might not even play. Uh, he's day-to-day with a calf injury. Uh, the quote from Kingsbury, their head coach, was he could play this week, so it seems like it's going to be a little bit of a game-time decision for their best player as well. Tremaine Brock, the old 49er, he's questionable with the hamstring. Zach Kerr, defensive end, questionable with a knee. Terrell Suggs, um, hamstring and a back issue. He's questionable. And one thing that I did want to take just a quick second to, I don't know, kind of admire and just pay respect. There's a good chance this is Larry Fitzgerald's last game ever versus the 49ers. Uh, it's possible he could just keep playing because he's that special. But just to put this into perspective, Larry Fitzgerald's first game against the 49ers Nick Bosa was six years old. <laughs> Matt Barrows put out a police. Uh, it just talked about how long Fitzgerald has played. Had some of his best games against the 49ers, which, you know, um, with, with a, an opponent like that, you don't necessarily see him as an enemy. It's one of those things you respect the game, but gosh, it's going to be nice whenever we're not lining up against that guy anymore. So uh, definitely one of those things that I want to keep an eye on this Sunday because it's, it's key. It's a big deal. It's a milestone to play against such a great Hall of Fame wide receiver. You know, he's second to Jerry Rice in most stats. I don't think that they're comparable whenever you look at their overall career, but you've got to love and respect somebody that plays every single snap for one franchise, start to finish for such longevity. And even though he's older, he's still putting up a great year. So uh, love and respect that man. Now, our injuries, yikes. Uh, we only have two significant players that have been announced out. DJ Jones with a groin. Um, he missed three weeks ago, comes back, back-to-back great games, and then he's out again with a groin injury. Joe Staley with his finger. He had surgery. It does seem like Joe Staley's probably going to miss more than one game. Um, this is just kind of where we're at. And the reports came out, he hurt his finger on the very first drive. So he dislocated his finger, had to play the entire rest of the game with a jacked-up hand. How much that affected his footwork and getting beat on the edge, I don't think that uh, a lot, but definitely in the run game, sustaining blocks that's not going to help very much so what happens is um, we're transitioning and shuffling linemen again we've already seen this Justin School's going to stay on the left side is what Kyle Shanahan said might see some Daniel Brunskill out there if he struggles because again you're playing up against Chandler Jones who had a great game against the 49ers we have started to struggle with top tier talent at the edge 
uh, position. Chandler Jones, uh, three straight seasons with 10-plus sacks. He's an elite player, an all-pro level player, even though he's on a bad team. But we struggled with him mightily because if you look at the last time we played against him, it was Justin School versus Chandler Jones. Now we're doing that again. Do they shift over and put Brunskill over there some? We haven't really seen it. Not saying it couldn't happen, but it seems like Justin School is going to get the start at the left tackle spot with McGlinchey on the right side. Um, now, doubtful. Uh, Matt Breida with an ankle. That's pretty much an out. I don't think there's any way Breida plays. Robbie Gold, we have not dropped uh, Chase McLaughlin, so it seems like Gold's probably not going to play again. Uh, but McLaughlin went three for four. Obviously, he missed the overtime kick from 47 yards, which was awful. But three for four as a replacement kicker, replacement rookie kicker. He <laughs> had that in there, too. Not too upset with him and his performance. If, if we could get 75% of field goals, um, obviously, you want better, especially when you're paying one of the highest paid kickers in the league with Robbie Gold, but uh, something to pay attention to. And then George Kittle. Uh, this has been the roller coaster up and down. Uh, announced that he was going to be out by Arizona, then <laughs> comes back and Kyle Shanahan says, not necessarily. We cannot let this guy out. And uh, There was a reporter that asked George Kittle, how do you feel? And he said, I feel fantastic. He's out there working. He wants to play, but Kyle Shanahan says we have to protect Kittle from himself. He's the type of madman. Again, if you look at whenever we played against the Cardinals and he had that amazing touchdown, he got hurt early, and he was able to play through that game with the exact same injury that he has, the knee and the ankle. Um, eventually, he just had to take himself out, but this guy's a warrior. He's going to play hurt. So the question then becomes, from a coaching standpoint, we got to protect this guy for the long term. Uh, even if we win or lose this game versus the Cardinals, this is not our season. We have to. You cannot go through the playoffs without George Kittle and expect to be in Super Bowl contention. You just can't. Uh, I do believe he is the best player in the NFL and the best player on this team, obviously. Um, so this is huge. He's a cornerstone piece to how this offense works. And we saw. Things get awful <laughs> as soon as he is no longer in there. And then you want to throw in the whole extra thing as well with Emmanuel Sanders. We lost those two, and everything went to crap really, really quick. So uh, we've got to get one of those two guys back out there. I do believe Emmanuel Sanders plays, uh, which moves us to the questionable. This is the 50% uh, kind of coin flip players that might play or might not play. Aziz um, Al-Shahar, he's got a concussion, but he has passed through the concussion protocol really relatively well. Raheem Mostert with the knee, I do think that he will play. If he doesn't play, then it's going to be Tevin Coleman and Jeff Wilson. Um, we're going to have to pull somebody up from the practice squad or a free agent signing, but because we haven't done that, makes me believe Raheem Mostert will be playing out there. They just want to make sure he's healthy. Dante Pettis with his back, we're going to talk about the wide receivers in a second, and Kello Witherspoon uh, with his foot issue. He has had limited practices, but Kyle Shanahan said Witherspoon will not get his starting spot back until he has had three straight healthy full practices, which he has not had. So uh, fully expect for Emmanuel Mosley, who ha who's played wonderfully well, um, almost pretty damn close to a Pro Bowl level since he's stepped in. Who would have guessed we'd have all this depth <laughs> at the corner position? So um, that's our injury stuff. Uh, I expect all the questionable players to play, except for probably Aziz. Um, I do expect Mostert, Pettis, Emmanuel Sanders, and Akella Witherspoon. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is the key one. So that's the one to pay attention to. Uh, game time decision with his rib cartilage non-contact injury. But he torched this team. 
Um, they shadowed him with Patrick Peterson, and it didn't matter. He went off. If we lose him and we lose Kittle, it's going to be a different game uh, for sure. A couple questions I want to get to just real quick. Um, from Nick, I'm nervous about the Cardinals game. We have too many injuries and barely beat the Cards last time. Yes, I agree with you, Nick. It was much closer than it should have been. You know, down the stretch in the fourth quarter is really where the game went sour for the 49ers. They were in control pretty much the entire time. And whenever they came out and scored in the third quarter, it seemed like the game was going to be over. But then uh, just kept giving up big plays. I fully expect the 49ers defense to respond much better than what we did the very first game. I think the 49ers defense is going to have a hell of a game. Um, and they just continue to prove they are what is special about this team. And... I, I, let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, I was going to talk about this a little bit later, and this was a question that was sent from Germany uh, through my email. If you want to reach out through email, 49ersRushPodcast uh, at gmail.com. Here's the question. We came into the, the season with the mindset of, man, our offense is great. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, the run game, it doesn't matter who's back there. The offense puts up great numbers. It's just our defense that has been a problem. You know, if you go back to 2018, we couldn't force any turnovers. There was zero pass rush. We couldn't hit the quarterback. We couldn't do anything. Well, scripts flipped. Now the defense is all world level. Uh, you can make the argument that they're only the second best defense in the NFL. You couldn't make the argument that they're third or worst. They're either the best or they're second best. New England's the only other one that's even in the conversation. So, but the offense has just dipped off. And a lot of it goes back to this idea of all of the wide receivers. And I think this is kind of the problem. We thought it was going to be the offensive line, but it's not. Uh, even if we lost both tackles, it didn't matter. Uh, still getting great upfront blocking, but the defensive schemes have adjusted to what the 49ers offense are doing. They're loading the box. We've seen this the past two weeks. And really, we saw it all the way back to the Washington game. That's whenever it started in the mud bowl. Load the box and just force us to throw the ball. Kyle Shanahan wants to run the ball. He wants to lead the NFL in rushing attempts. That's the design of that outside zone scheme. That's what he wants to do. Misdirection with um, you know jet motions and double motions before the snap and get different alignment. That Speed at the running back position. That's what he wants to do. So teams are stacking the box, seven and eight man fronts, and forcing man coverage on the outside. Now, the wide receivers have not responded. And this is problematic for so many levels because we're missing lots of pieces. And the sad thing is, you know, I, I tweeted out this morning, we have spent a lot of draft capital at the wide receiver position. So let's go through that right now. Dante Pettis, we spent a second and a third to trade up because we're the back half of the second round. Um, so we gave up a second and third to jump all the way up early in the second to get Dante Pettis. We got a fifth back. Um, he hasn't panned out. This was supposed to be the year where Dante Pettis, you know, he wasn't healthy for a long time. He flashed big time uh, in about four games last year. Everybody was expecting him to be the wide receiver one, myself included, and he has done nothing but take back step, back step, back step, whether it was through the offseason program with dropping passes, not putting on the weight um, and muscle that everybody was expecting as a pro. Um, I love Dante Pettis. I really hope that he can turn this stuff around. But if you just look at Jimmy Garoppolo's body language after a drop, he's always pissed off. But if it's 
not even a drop, but an incomplete pass whenever he's throwing to Dante Pettis. Jimmy Garoppolo is so much more animated and upset whenever it's to Dante Pettis. And so there's definitely a distrust there. We look at comments from Kyle Shanahan. He's the most (laughs) aggressive when talking about Dante Pettis. Now, he said in the past, Kyle Shanahan, it's because we think of how great he can be and we know that he could do it. He hasn't responded at all. Um, he gets benched early in the first game. They say it was because of an injury. Now he's got a back issue. Um, and then Kyle Shanahan this week comes out and says, yeah, he's not going to be getting the same amount of opportunities because he's not doing anything with the opportunities he's been given. Um, so don't want to say he's a bust, but he's definitely he has all the characteristics of a bust to this point. Hopefully that changes. I really hope that he turns it around. He has the talent. Um, I want to at least give him a spot with punt returners, but it just doesn't seem like they're even going to rotate with Richie James back there, which I don't understand why. Moving on, we spent a second round pick this year on Debo Samuel, who probably the most promising guy that we have long term. If we can just get rid of the negative plays, the false starts, um, the holding penalties, the fumbles, the drops, he leads the NFL in, or he leads the 49ers in drops this season, um, and they're all kind of blatant drops. Uh, he's left two touchdowns on the field, and again, uh, just a huge slant route that he dropped in the third quarter last week was huge. Jalen Hurd, sight unseen. Uh, we spent a third-round pick on him this year, uh, my personal favorite of this group. But again, it's all potential. and Potential just means you haven't done it yet. Uh, we haven't seen Jalen Hurd on the field. He has not been out there. He's got the back issues. We thought we were going to be getting him back early on. Then they put him on uh, IR designation to return. He starts practicing last week, just going through some uh, training on the side. Then his back tightened up. He didn't practice at all this week. The earliest he can return is week 13 versus Baltimore. But with him not practicing this week, it seems like it's going to be pushed back just a little bit further. Um, Is he going to be the answer for this wide receiver issue? I don't think so. But um, if he can get healthy and get some meaningful snaps in before the playoffs, then perhaps. Who knows? Um, He's definitely going to help us in the red zone, and he's never had an issue with drops um, all the way back to Tennessee or at Baylor or all through preseason training camp. So that's another player. Then we trade for Emmanuel Sanders. A third and a fourth round pick. We get back a fifth, but for a 32-year-old wide receiver on the last year of his deal. Um, Now, he's already proven he's a perfect fit, and Jimmy Garoppolo's most trusted target outside of Kittle from a wide receiver, he's definitely the go-to guy, but now he's banged up a little bit. And again, he's 32, so he's not going to heal as quick. Hopefully, he plays this week, even if a limited number of snaps. Just put him out there on third down, I'd be happy. But Is he going to be a part of our plans long term? Or is he just, man, we've got a shot to win things now. Let's go get it. I don't mind that mindset. But again, it's just showing the capital that we have spent. Then a couple of late round guys, we spent a fifth on Trent Taylor, who can't get healthy, and a seventh on Richie James. So collectively, that's two second round picks, three third round picks, a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh, all at the wide receiver position. And it's still our biggest question mark. Now, if these players could get healthy and we have our starting, you know, 11 personnel or even 12 personnel, if you want to put, or 21 personnel, if you want to put Kyle Juszczyk in there. But if we looked at our three wide receiver sets with everybody healthy, you've got to be really, really happy with it because you would have Emmanuel Sanders, Debo, Jalen Hurd out there, or Trent Taylor out there if you want to go that far, and George Kittle. So we have the talent, and if that was our case, I don't think the questions about the wide receiver position would be what they are now. But after coming off of a game with nine total drops, 
raises some major issues because we've already spent, and it, I guarantee you, if you poll the 49 I'm going to throw this up on Twitter. If you had to pick a position to draft right now with our first-round pick because we don't have a second, third, or fourth next year for the 2020 draft, so if you had to pick a spot in the first round to target, almost everybody's going to say wide receiver. Uh, we kind of fixed our corner spot with uh, Manuel Mosley. He's been great. Our offensive line, we have depth now with Justin School and Brunskill. Ben Garland's been all right at the interior. Um, it's wide receiver. Wide receiver is really the only place that has not addressed their issue. Even linebackers, okay. Safety's a little bit of a concern, but, you know, Chikwaski Tart's coming off his best game as a pro. Um, now, this is one thing that's going to be interesting. Jumping now to how this game's going to work out with the Cardinals. The Cardinals attacked Jaquaski Tart on every single play. He was their first read. They waited to see which side he went to, and that is who they attacked. So he had his worst game as a pro ever against the Cardinals two weeks ago, then his best game against the Seahawks. Which Tart is going to show up this week? If I'm the Cardinals coaching staff on the offensive side, I'm just I'm finding 29, and I'm going at that kid every single play, and let's see what happens. Happens. Um, so definitely some things to talk about. Let's jump around just to a couple questions that came up. Uh, John, uh, do you think the Cardinals will play Drake again or stick with David Johnson this week in practice? Kenyon Drake has gone with the first team every single day. David Johnson, when he has practiced, which he hasn't every day, has gone with the second team. So it does seem like it's going to be a running back by committee, but I would be willing to bet Kenyon Drake is going to get the uh, lion's share of carries, which he he had his way with our defense uh, last time. So we'll have to see what happens. Now, one thing that's going to be interesting is Julian Taylor is going to be active with DJ Jones out. Uh, Sheldon Day, again, he's not had one good game this season. If you watched my breakdown of the defense, he was he was awful, guys. <laughs> Almost used the A word, the other A word. I stopped it. Awesome. Um, but he was so bad. So hopefully Julian Taylor, Solomon Thomas, uh, they get in there and make some plays at that kind of big defensive tackle position. I don't like calling it a nose tackle because it's not really what we run. Um, but, yeah, we're going to have to see if something changes there. Let's see here. Do you think teams will continue to stack the box against us? Yeah. Um, the greatest goat, that is a great uh, name first off. The blueprint has been put out there on how to stop the team uh, offensively, the 49ers offense. But here's the problem. You go back to the Cardinals game the very first time. That's what they did to us. But Jimmy Garoppolo was able to just sit back and pick everybody apart because of Kyle Juszczyk, or sorry, because of George Kittle, because of Emmanuel Sanders. Can he do that again without Emmanuel Sanders and without George Kittle, which even if they are active, it's going to be in a limited fashion. So the wide receivers, that's this whole thing. It's all about the offense. If We already know what they're going to do to us. They are going to stack the box, and they're just going to bring Chandler Jones on a wide array of blitzes. They're going to put Buda Baker in the box as that extra defender, and they're going to try to force us to throw the ball. So we're going to have to find ways, and again, we have a coach that can do some special stuff to scheme to get players out in space. Now, it's up to the players to, one, catch the damn ball, and two, get separation. Those are kind of the big things there. Um, what steps can be taken to address the injuries slash poor play specifically on the offense, Nick? Yeah, the injuries are huge, and I don't know how you get away from it. 
You know, we went through the history report or the injury report for both of these teams. It's awful on both sides. It's not good on either side. Every team in the NFL is banged up at this point. And it's just such a physical game. So you try to build depth, which I think we have at the wide receiver position. We just don't have trustworthy depth. Um, who do you trust? out of Dante Pettis and Kendrick Bourne. And yeah, you trust Debo Samuel, but he's still got negative plays out there. Roz Dwelly, I think you can trust, but he's not an athlete. Like He's a guy that you just get him the ball, and he's just going to bounce off people for a couple extra yards. That's the best he can do. Um, so, yeah, that's a rough one. I, I think you try to run the ball, more play action, more screens, things like that, high percentage passes. And also, this my one criticism of Kyle Shanahan's play calling is he's not testing the ball deep at all. Even if it's not being caught, you've got to focus something deep. That way they at least second guess um, force loading up in the box, which we haven't really done. He, he waited all the way until overtime before he chunked a deep pass, and it almost worked. It almost worked worked do you think our d can contain kyler murray better than we did on five days six days rest yes and it let that's a great question and this is going to pull us into our betting segment which i am really excited the vegas lines okay which you can find over on mybookie.ag use promo code 49ers get half of your initial deposit matched but here's the deal it's coming down. We started at um, minus 11.5, then it was minus 11, then minus 10.5. It's now at minus 10. The money is shifting away from the 49ers, and people are not sold that we can perform without our two wide receivers, Kittle, uh, who's not a wide receiver, receiving options, George Kittle and Emmanuel Sanders. So that's two major issues. The over-under is at 44.5. Now, Here's what's crazy. You go through and you click on, if you go over to the props builder and uh, you go through the props for each individual game, this is nuts. They have it right now. The Cardinals score over .5 touchdowns at plus 350. Vegas doesn't even think that the Cardinals are going to score a touchdown, which if you look at the Seattle Seahawks game, every touchdown that they had was off of a short field or a defensive score. They don't think that the Cardinals offense will score one touchdown against the 49ers. It's plus 350 if they just score one damn touchdown. Now, I'm not saying to bet that. I'm not betting against the 49ers ever. I don't believe in that. I bet for fun um, and it's entertainment purposes. And so I'm never going to bet against my team. I just don't do that. So, But what we take away from this is Vegas is sitting here telling us the Cardinals offense is not going to score a damn touchdown. Um, and it just shows you how important this defense is. Now, uh, for our bets of the week, I've got two big ones. Um, the first one, which I've been talking about, is the New York Jets traveling to the Washington Redskins. The line continues to move up. New York Jets are plus, ten, plus two right now. Um, and again, you can buy points on that if you want to, which is going to lower your rate of return. But if you want a full field goal, I'm taking the Jets. I want those points. I really do believe the Jets are going to win at Washington. I don't believe in Washington. They're arguing in their locker room, front office, GM, Trent Williams, everything's going uh, just south for that franchise. It's just in a horrible state. So I'm taking the Jets there. Now, my 49ers bet is this. Here we go. I'm excited about this one, actually. What you do is you go to mybookie.ag, and again, if you have an open account, use promo code 49ers. They match half of your initial deposit for free. Um, Here's the bet. Click on Props Builder on the left. Then you click on NFL, find the 49ers game, go through that. There is an under 
39 and a half total first downs between both teams. Okay, that's a minus 141 bet, and I'll tell you what that means in a second. The last matchup, just a few short weeks ago, they had exactly 39 combined first downs between the two teams. Now, with all that, look at all the offensive injuries we have. We don't have Kittle. We probably won't have Emmanuel Sanders. I think he, he's going to be up in the air, but he's not going to be fully healthy. Um, plus, I don't think the Cardinals' offense can do replicate what they did. I don't think they're putting up 25 points again. I don't think we're going to have a missed tackle for 88 yards. I don't think we're going to allow those things to happen like we did um, – you know, two short weeks ago. And so I want the under by a lot. And all of that is because of the 49ers defense. I think our offense can muster up some stuff. That's fine. I just think this is going to be a very low scoring game, especially for the Cardinals. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball. So you bet 10, you win 17. Again, I'm taking under on the total number of first downs. 39 and a half is the bet. We only got 39 last time and we Pass the over. I don't think we're passing the over. I'm taking the under this week, and I'm taking under 39 and a half first uh, first downs total. So join me over there on my bookie. Let's make some money this week. I'm pretty excited about those things. Uh, I, I really, uh, I, I put a little bit more money down this week than I usually do, just because I really like both of those bets considerably. I just. The 49ers are going to be able to move the ball a little bit, but with the way the defense is performing, I think this week in practice, everything has been protect the damn ball, defense, keep doing what you're doing. So uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Now, uh, Debo's a rook. Give him the season to get the drops out of the way. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, Josh, completely. Uh, Love Debo. Love what he has shown. Um, You know, can only take steps forward, but if you look at his yards after the catch and what he's been able to just create on his own, it's wonderful. He has lived up completely to the billing. Just got to knock those negative plays out of the thing, and it's got to happen during the season because if we're in the playoffs, uh, we're going to be only against good teams in every game. It's going to feel like that Seattle Seahawks game just last week where Couple mistakes are the difference. You know, we catch two of those nine drop passes, the 49ers win it. Um, really, if you just take away that one Kendrick Bourne uh, tipped pass to the defender for the pick six, the game's over. There's no way they get that. Um, do you think the drops by our wide receiver are going to affect Jimmy Garoppolo's confidence in them and chemistry? Uh, it does. It really, really does. You could see it where we're in overtime to win the game and we have four straight targets to Roz Dwelly. Not ideal. <laughs> now, you replace that with George Kittle, then you're thinking, yeah, we're doing that on purpose, but... And the last time we saw him on the field, he was targeting Roz Dwelly, and it worked. That's a crazy thing. We actually got down the field and were able to attempt a game-winning field goal, just didn't make it. Um, do you think we should try and rush Hurd in or give him limited snaps? Yes, I do believe, and again, this is back, if he is ready to play, I, I want him back in on third and short and goal line only for the first probably week or two, and then after that... Um, kind of take steps up there. Again, everybody knows I'm very biased towards Hurd. I've been a big fan of his for a very long time, and I hate Baylor. I hate Baylor with a passion, um, but I really do. And I hate Tennessee, too. I don't like either one of those college football programs, but um, I, I really respect what this kid has done. Do I think Sanders will play? Right now, I'd bet yes. Does he play a full workload? No, I don't, uh, but I do think that he will suit up. All right, let's see here. Any more questions? Aren't you in charge of the Saturday school today? I'm not. Uh, That is next week, actually, I will be in charge of. uh, Anyway, that's another story. But I will say this tomorrow. 
make sure you join us on Hot Mike, uh, the Hot Mike app for the iPhone. If you don't have the, if you don't have an Apple, that's okay. You can watch us on Periscope, which is going to be on my Twitter feed. But it's been a lot of blast, and this is going to be a fun one because uh, several different reasons. One, it's not a nationally broadcast game, so if you're outside of the San Francisco area and you don't have NFL Sunday ticket, or you're not going to the bar, or even if you are going to the bar, let's say you're going to Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever. They're not going to be playing the 49ers cards game over the loudspeaker wherever you are, unless you're in San Francisco or Arizona. Download the app, put your headphones in or just one headphone in, and listen to us do the play-by-play. We got you covered. Um, So, again, that's going to be on the Hot Mic app. Use promo code RUSHESF. And, again, we're doing two games a week now. We did the Thursday night game, which was fun, the brawl. Uh, We were able to talk about that one uh, live, which was interesting. I I think I said, oh, my God, five times in a row. Uh, Miles Garrett's an idiot. A lot of dumb people in that situation, but whatever. Without Kittle and possibly Sanders, will Baker um, have a great game against our offense now? Coming off one of his best games, and you know, Buda Baker, he's a high-energy player. He's very similar to Tyron Matthew, and they use him in the exact same way in that defense to where he makes a lot of very positive splash plays, but if you go back and you watch, he gave up a lot of touchdowns and a lot of big plays versus the 49ers as well, but hopefully... And we limit all the negative plays that he called because, uh, yeah, he he played a hell of a game. Do you think we go and sign Des Bryant? Hell no. Don't want that guy anywhere near my team or my family. I am not a Des Bryant fan. Uh, career catch rate in the 50%. Uh, league leader in drops several different times. If you struggle with drops and you think we have a problem now, bringing in a 34-year-old Des Bryant is not going to help that situation. I do not want Tess Bryant anywhere around anybody on this team. I don't think that that is an option. Do you think Jimmy will learn from Monday's game and protect the ball better? Gosh, I hope so. I put I don't put that loss on Jimmy Garoppolo, but those two fumbles, that was 100% Jimmy. I don't care if they come free. You cannot hold the ball that loose uh, resulted in 14 points, those two fumbles. That is key. You cannot do that. Hopefully we see a change. Yeah, and Jimmy Garoppolo's just got to keep doing what he's doing, but definitely protect the ball. That is key. And again, back to this idea. It's something that he has not been doing. So let's jump now to our predictions of the game. Let's go right here. Last time we played, we won 28-25 to in Arizona, but now we're home. Offense is the only question. I don't care about the defense. I really, really don't. Here are the questions I have. Can we generate a running game despite a stacked box? Can our wide receivers not ruin the game Drop through drops and separation? Can Jimmy stop fumbling the ball? Very similar to what you just said. Um, so here's what we need to do. We have led the league in the fewest three and outs on offense. Uh, That's an issue now. We need to sustain drive. First downs are going to be key. So here's my metric, my key stat of the game for how the 49ers are going to win. 21st down should win the game if we're positive in the turnover category or just neutral, right? So if we give up two touchdowns or give up two turnovers, but we force two turnovers, the number is going to stay the same 20. However, for each turnover, this is key for each turnover that moves it to four. So if we're, if we force one turnover, okay, we get an interception as the 49ers defense and they don't, then we only need 16 first downs. I really do think that sustaining drives is going to be key this week for the 49ers. And if we, our defense is going to be fine. But if we have another crazy turnover fest, which the last time these two teams played, nobody turned the ball over. But let's just say uh, we have another three turnover game. Multiply each one of those turnovers by four. 
So if we turn the ball over three times, that means we're going to have to generate much more offense, and that's going to get tough. So 20 first downs is key. I expect Tevin Coleman to go ham. I think he gets over 100 total yards despite the loaded box because uh, I think we're going to force the run. I really, really do. And hopefully a little bit more screen work. Breida's going to be out. Mostert should be in there. But I think Tevin Coleman's going to get a lot of playing time. And I expect low-scoring game. 49ers win 24 to 14. I really do not see the Arizona Cardinals moving the ball very much. I'm I'm taking the under um, on mybookie.ag. And again, if Kittles and Sanders are out, I'm probably going to put even more money on the under. And those are the things that I kind of believe this week. So again, uh, just summarizing the bets of the week, I'm taking New York Jets, um, taking the points plus two. Really, really excited about that. And then on props builder, I'm taking the under on 39 and a half first downs, and I'm taking the under on the actual matchup itself, which is 44 and a half points. That's what I got this week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Again, make sure uh, you guys join us over on Hot Mike. Uh, use promo code RUSHESF for the broadcast. going to be a lot of fun. Real quick question. Why not? Let's just burn some bridges, Ivan. I appreciate it. Uh, do you think Kaepernick will be signed by a team from Patsy? I don't know. Um, I think there's over 24 teams that are sending somebody. The 49ers are one of those going to do their due diligence. I don't think there's any. Uh, I don't think anybody in the entire NFL would disagree that Kaepernick is not one of the top 110 best quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, each team carries three or four with practice squad and all that stuff. Kaepernick's in the top 110. Uh, is he a top starter? Uh, is he better than 32 quarterbacks in the NFL? Probably, but maybe not. Wherever you think on that, whatever. Um, whatever team brings him on is going to have to be willing to go through a lot. Um, now, Nike took the <laughs> – they said we finally reached the point where this is going to be cost-effective to – Pair Kaepernick with our logo, and it worked out wonderfully for them. So, you know, you got all the people boycotting Nike or whatever else, but their sales have gone up nonstop since then. How much of that is because of Kaepernick, we'll never know. But, yeah, I think I think he'll get a shot somewhere. Um, where? I have no clue. Uh, there's definitely about 8 to 10 teams that are com- – Completely eliminated just because of conservative ownership. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And anything that pisses people off, uh, if nonviolent protest pisses you off, then I want you to be angry. I don't know why. I just uh, Maybe just because I'm a history professor, but whatever. Uh, anyway, curious to see what happens with Kaepernick. We've got a lot of fun. We've got game tomorrow, baby. And, again, we're going to broadcast live and go right after the show. So a lot more 49ers Rush podcast coming your way. So stay tuned until then. And, as always, just want to say thank you, guys, and stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.